Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Hey, awesome. So uh, we're in full surrender December and uh, you know this, this month is looking at um, surrendering to God. What does that look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? And uh, full surrender... Um, I mean, Pastor Mark talked a little bit about surrender or die. And I remember watching so many movies where that was my reality. Like you surrendered or you died. And I kind of always had this attitude, I will never surrender, I'd rather die. Because, you know, surrendering seemed like the weak option. And, uh, but this, this word surrender is really interesting because I got saved when I was 14, 15 years old. And it was more of a, you know, I just didn't want to go to hell. I'd rather go to heaven. And so I was saved out of that, that part of who God was. He was my savior. And so that's what my salvation looked like. But then I was in and out of churches in my teenagers, teenage life. I even worked in a, a church school. Um, then I went to Bible college, was in church for a long time. Pretty much for the last 15 years I've been in church. But it's only in the last few years, probably even just hearing Pastor Mark and Sarah talk about this word surrender. And it really intrigues me because it's a word that carries such huge value if we understand the importance of it and its true meaning. Surrender is not us cowering back in defeat going, I can no longer do this. God is oppressing me. I, I'm, I surrender God. It's okay, you win. That's not who God is. God loves us so much that he's standing there going, come on, just, just give me what you got. You've got such great stuff in your hands. You've got such great stuff going on. But, but if you just partner with me, just give it to me. I can help you with this. But so often we, we maybe have this attitude that, that maybe God doesn't want what I've got. Maybe what I've got is something that is shameful or bad or if they ever found out. And so I wanted to just encourage us this morning, uh, sorry, this evening, out of, a, out of a passage of Scripture in 2 Kings. And I used this the other day in a giving message. But it's about an incredible woman. She's a widow um, out of 2 Kings 4. And, and what happens is this widow loses her, her husband. And um, he's actually in, in one of the prophet's groups and, uh, with Elisha. And he dies. And so they've got creditors that they owe money to. They owe, they, and they're in debt, massive debt. And she goes running to the prophet saying, I need help. I need help desperately. They're going to take my sons away from me and they'll become his slaves. And in this moment, she calls out to him and she's like in desperate need. And he responds, what can I do? What what do you have? And And she says, all I have is a small jar of oil. And in some scriptures, it says a flask. And I mean, I don't know about you, but flasks are pretty tiny. That is not a lot of really anything to have. But to her, that was everything she had to give. And so he says, just go and get a whole bunch of bigger pots, ask, borrow from your neighbors, bring them together. And as she did this, she starts to pour out the oil and it continues to flow, continues to flow, continues to flow until they had filled every single container that they had got. And she says to her sons, bring me another one. But they're like, man, we've run out. And to me, this is such an incredible miracle. And it put me onto my own journey of, of looking at if, if this woman gave all she had and it became an, a miracle out of obedience, surrendering in that moment to what she had, she needed something in her world to happen, to take place desperately. 
And so in her obedience, she took a step. In her faithfulness, something began to happen. A miracle took place. And not only that, it was something that was generational because her sons were part of her obedience. They were part of the miracle, part of her faith. And I wanna encourage you tonight that this may be a journey that you're on, just like it is for Briley and I, but whatever you surrender, whatever you do in your world to, to give it to God, that he will make something better take place, it is not just for you now, but it is a generational thing. I mean, we talked about it this morning. Whatever you do, encourage your kids to be a part of it. Teach them what faith looks like. Teach them what it looks like to be vulnerable. Teach them what it looks like to surrender. You know, coming from South Africa to New Zealand, such a culture of shock, you know, um, you know, all good, mate. You know, in it to the limit is our kind of phrase, but, but it's kind of this macho stance like, we're good, we're all good. And, and that is awesome. But, but God's looking for a surrendered heart. And, and this is a posture. Surrender is a posture of your heart. And I can stand and say, I'm surrendered. I'm surrendered. Oh, yeah, God, I'm surrendered. Surrendered financially, I give my 10%. Surrendered. The other 90, though, that's for me because you said I could have it. But 10% is yours. But I'm surrendered because I give my 10%. But you see, my posture is actually, hey God, I give my 10%, but if you need anything from me, 90%, 100%, true, full surrender is an openness for God to come right in and say, hey, see that thing you've been hiding from me? I'll take that. And for us to be okay with this, to say, okay, God, I actually, I'm okay with that. Or for us to look at our life circumstance right now and to go, God, I need a miracle in my world. I've got no idea where to go, what to do, or how I'm gonna do it. I need a miracle. I surrender all I have. My little jar of oil, all I have, I surrender to you. And so Briley and I were on this journey two years ago. Uh, it's actually three years ago now, sorry. Three years ago, we chatted with Pastor Mark and Sarah and we said, hey, Something's like, you know, I was working at the Honey Hive at the time, just not feeling it. You were kind of plateauing. You know, even Pastor Sarah, she's like, oh, you know, I think you come into the end of your journey. Uh, but I just had a pay increase. I was kind of running the business. Everything was excellent. It was going really, really well. And it was the one time in life where you think, why would you even change anything? And so Briley and I decided, well, actually, things are good. So let's just keep going. And we worked harder, did more hours. I started to give time to church, but I still had to do my job. Briley was working for church at that stage just a couple of days a week. And we thought, hey, you know what? This just isn't working. We're, we're, the more I work and, and there's just something, something's not right. And so this conversation started in our hearts where it was like, well, what does it look like to actually go, God, we surrender our life to you. We wanna surrender our life. And I know a lot of you, have seen part of our story, but it was it took us two years to actually get to the point to go, you know what, God, okay, well, we're into this. We surrender. And I know that some of you can't just tonight go, hey, I surrender it all to you, God. But to have the willingness to allow God to start to move in your heart tonight is a step of faith that is all that's required. God's going, just, just maybe crack those arms from this to, to this. And then maybe, maybe over a couple of months, it'll go from this to, you know, okay, God, I'm, I'm surrendering, I'm surrendering. Oh, freedom. 
And so for Briley and I, we sat down with Pastor Mark a year ago, a year and six months ago, and we said, we're going to do it. We are full surrendering. And they're like, awesome, it's about time. They already heard from God. They knew we'd been prophesied over like three or four times uh, here at C3 that we needed to pursue the call of ministry on our life. I'd had it in youth ministry. I'd had it at Bible college. And, and so we thought, man, the only way to do this is to actually surrender. And so we said to Pastor Mark and Sarah, well, what does that look like here at C3? And they're like, well, come on full time. I'm like, awesome, what's the pay? <laughs> I know, well, let's just believe in faith that, you know, maybe that will come. But if it doesn't, that's okay. But at least it's a step of surrendering what we are pursuing and saying, God, we can't do this anymore by ourselves. There was actually a part of me that was starting to die. There was a joy inside of me that I did have because the job I had was a total blessing. But there was a part of me that over time I was moving further away. I was trying to work so hard to achieve something that was pulling me further away from the call of God in my life. And that was to be in ministry, to be around sons and daughters, speaking into their lives, doing discipleship, praying for people and being available to whatever that looked like when God called me. And so we decided that, and this was a huge thing for especially for Briley, was we decided that the only way to do this was if we sold our home. Getting into our home was a total miracle. We were in that home for eight years. Briley had done an incredible job with gardens. That was a place of life for her. And so it wasn't easy just going, let's flick it off and do church. Um, like it came at a cost. But that wasn't going to be enough because I still didn't have the time or the freedom to pursue this journey either. And so I said to Briley, well, why don't we just quit our job, my job, and I could be more available for church. We could just live off the house money, we'll be all good. So as a you know, good person, I sought some counsel, some wisdom, and it was interesting, half the people were for it, half the people were going, don't sell your home, that's ridiculous. Now I do know that this is not everybody's journey, and don't all go and sell your homes and quit your jobs, please. This, this, was our, this is our testimony this is our testimony of God speaking so clearly to us two and a half, three years ago, us finding a rhythm to actually hearing God's voice clearly and actually then having a step of faith to, just as the widow did, start to pour into a total empty cavity of a small amount. All that we had was our home and a job, like no other assets, like that's it. And so we sold our home for more money than we ever imagined like it honestly was a miracle. It didn't even get to market. Like we were booked for the photos to be taken. And then we're like, well, don't worry about it. We've had an offer. And the offer was higher than what we were asking for. So we're like, well, that's not normal. So we're like, okay, God must be in the somewhere. And then I go to quit my job and there were some technicalities around that, which made me stay a bit longer. But at the end of the day, it's been almost 12 months this month that we decided to sell our house, which was late November last year, quit our job. My last day was in December, early December, and we decided to just go full-time for church. I mean, Briley's been going two days to three days to full-time, and I just came on full-time, and, and, and this has been the most incredible journey. Now, I know that everyone's going, man, yeah, awesome for you, and you got to be in church for 12 months, and man, what a, do you know how many people go, man, you must be enjoying your holiday? I'm like, what holiday? 
people's marriages and like people are sick and we're believing and praying and get up at 5.30 in the morning to believe for people's worlds because they're going through stuff. I couldn't do that in my other job because I was too busy trying to be a nice retailer. But there is a call in my heart to see sons and daughters not just saved but set free, that they live the best life, a full life, a life of freedom. And that's what Briley and I had to step into so that we could not just go, well, hey, look at us. But actually go, you know what? It happened for us. So whatever you surrender, whatever you are believing for, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God is gonna hold you so closely, so beautifully, so lovingly that you don't have to worry about saying, God, I surrender fully to you today because he loves us so much. No matter what's going on or gone on inside of you, what you think you've done, he just wants to be a part of it and for you to say, God, here I am, all I am, all that I am. Now, I love illustrations and, and I often talk to people around, you know, you're going through a valley or you're on a mountaintop and for most people, they would love the mountaintop moments. We're close to God. It's a victory. We get better perspective. We can see further. Uh, my father-in-law is currently in Kathmandu so he can actually see Mount Everest and uh, sending us all these cool photos. But when you're in a valley, you don't quite see as much because you're surrounded by mountaintops and maybe other people at the top and you go, man, I wish I could be up there. But this year for us, as awesome as it has been, it felt like maybe we had gone subterrain and we're kind of like, well, God, is this what dying to self feels like because it's been really, really hard? And we were going, but God, if we fully surrender to you, we quit our job and, 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 and sell our home and, and life's just gonna be so awesome. But you see, it has been awesome. We've had some hiccups along the way. We've had some relational challenges, financial challenges, children challenges. We've had family that have gone, hey, I'm not sure you're doing the right thing. But God has been so faithful through this journey for our testimony that we can't not look back and go, God, you have been with us from the beginning. You've been with us through this whole 12 months. And we know that God's gonna be with us right to the very end of our days. And I share this testimony with you because it's not about giving it up. It's about giving it to God. I didn't give up my house. I didn't give up my job. I didn't give up my life that I thought I had. I just gave it to God. And He's done something so much miraculously beautiful that I just, I don't ever want it to stop. I don't want to go back to full-time work. I mean, that may be a reality later on in life. But I love what I do. I love being a part of this house and all that it is for our community. And I know it's gonna to continue to grow. I mean, we've got like over 400 people in our congregation. It's incredible, the sons and daughters that are being set free from darkness and captivity and being set into a place of freedom and salvation and it's exciting. But this journey of surrender it doesn't just stop there for us because my mindset, and maybe you, you could see this as well, was we're like, God, if you do this, then this is what it's gonna look like. But so often we don't know what God's gonna do in our world. We have no idea what it looks like. It just requires us to actually surrender ourselves to God and allow Him to do something and the Bible is full of incredible miracles. And, and one of my favorite is the guy with the withered hand and he's hiding it and you know, he's ashamed. And Jesus says, just reach it out. Well, that's like surrender right there because what are you gonna do, reach it out and just show him your ugly hand? But it's in his surrendering and going, here it is, it was healed. There was a moment of 
I surrender before Jesus. I take a step of faith and give him everything. This is who I am, my brokenness, and it was fully restored. The widow took everything she had in her brokenness and poured it out, and she was fully restored. Her sons didn't need to go off and become slaves because it was not just enough oil for her. It says for her and her sons to live off. God's not just about restoring what you had, but to restore all that you need for into the future. And so just as I come to a slight close, there's been a beautiful miracle take place for us over this time. Briley and I thought, you know what? God's gonna bless us with another home. And we still believe that that's true. But this year has gone and gone and gone and suddenly, like just miraculously, no home has turned up. No one's walked up with some keys and gone, hey guys, God told me. And so we could sit here and go, man, God hasn't come through for us. But we've looked throughout this year and we've had the most incredible, most beautiful moments where we have had people from this church come to our home and one person who I know their situation turned up and said, here's a $100 pack and save voucher. And my heart just sank because I'm expecting something that surely this is what you're gonna do, God. Yet he humbled us so beautifully because I know that this person could use that. Yet they gave it to us. All that she had surrendered in that moment to what God was saying to her. Hey, this is a seed. This is a seed. And so for Briley and I, we really believe in the seed principle. It's a kingdom principle that what we sow, we will reap. And this year has been a lot of sowing not super amounts of reaping, but things do take time to grow, to be nurtured, and harvest time will come. But earlier on in the year, um, Pastor Mark was just saying, oh, I have, you know, did you know this guy selling a business? And I was like, oh, you know, that's awesome, whatever. And we kind of flicked it off. And then a few months ago, Pastor Mark and Sarah talking to us about what are you going to do next year? Like, what do we do? And we're kind of freaking out a little bit because, you know, we haven't got the big house. No one's kind of thrown millions of dollars at church. You know, like, oh boy, what do we do? So we decided to just trust in God and, you know, we don't exactly have a load of money to, you know, throw anywhere. We, I had no income. So going to a bank to get a house was like impossible. To buy a business was impossible. But we decided we're going to see what God does. It's something we want to do. It gives us enough time to still do church, but also have an income. And so we decided, hey, let's just surrender it all again. You know, we had many times opportunities to give into a love offering. We decided, hey, we're going to keep sowing seed. Even though we don't have enough, we're going to keep sowing our small little jars, pour out a little bit, pour out a little bit. And you see, the thing with God is we can go like this and surrender, but over time we, we kind of get comfortable again and go, oh, this, yeah. But there's a little moment of stretch where we have to just go, no, 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 no. I'm still surrendered, God. I'm still surrendered. I'm still believing. Please help me with this. And so a few, three, three or four months ago, Briley and I sat down with uh, this person that's selling their business. And we just said, hey, we'd be interested to you know, do this journey with you. It'd be a great business for us. And so over that journey, we decided we're going to do it. We're going to try and buy this place. And so I phoned up the bank and uh, had a great conversation with them and this young guy on the phone just said, oh, sorry, but, but it's a no. I was like, oh, okay, cool, let's put the phone down. If 
phoned my accountant, hey, this is what happened. He's like, let's phone them again. I was like, oh, okay, sweet. Phone them again, nah, still no. I'm like, well, why? Oh, you've got no assets. You want to borrow for, for a business, but you've got no assets. You don't have a home. You've got nothing. You don't even have enough deposit. So I put the phone down, phoned my brother-in-law. I'm like, oh, man, you told me this was going to be easy. I thought it was going to be easy. And he's like, well, maybe just phone some other places. And I was like, nah, there's just something in me. I was like, nah, phone this bank guy again. Just one more time, phone him again. So I phoned him and I said, what, why are you saying no to me? <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm like, you know, I'm like, faith is in me. I'm like, we've laid it down. We gave up a home. We gave up a business. So no is just too easy. Why do you say no? He goes, well, you've got nothing. I said, well, what do you need? He goes, 50% deposit. And just that little faith spark in me said, okay, done. We can do that. Now we couldn't, but I was like, we can do that. What else do you need? He goes, well, we need a whole, a whole list of criteria. I said, great, send me the email. I'm going to go through the criteria. I go through the criteria and it's, uh, you know, wages, zero. What's your job? Oh, associate pastor at C3 Church Topol. Whole bunch of other stuff. Took ages. And uh, talking to other people like, hey, this is where we're at. This is what we need. Anyway, I send it off. I get a phone call from the bank guy. He's like, hey, how are you going with that deposit? I said, oh, I'm not super well. Stone. It'll come though. How'd the paperwork go? He goes, oh, really well. He's like, I see you go to C3. I said, yep. He goes, you one of the pastors there? I said, yep. He goes, oh, I go to C3 Tauranga. I said, you're kidding me. He goes, yeah, we're really great friends with the pastors there. I said, oh, we know the pastors. So he has a chat. He goes, so what are you wanting to do? So I tell him the, the process. I was like, we gave up this year. That's why we don't have income. I know it looks bad, but you know, we're good for this. And we had a chat to him and, and what's happened is the bank has come back and this guy said, hey, I'm going to be your business manager. This guy from C3 Tauranga looking after us. He came back and said, hey, we've approved the loan. 50%. We're all good. And I'm like, awesome. So my heart is like, I just got nothing to say. I'm like, that's awesome. He goes, well, there's also good news. It's not at 9%. We're going to go down to 7%. I'm like, oh. Okay, is that good? Because I'm still stuck on the, he's approved. I'm like, is that good? He goes, yeah, it's going to save you heaps over the period of time. I said, awesome. He goes, and last thing, he's like, we're going to waive all fees. And I'm just going, oh man, God, you are so good. It's hard work to surrender. It really is. And I know that wherever you're at tonight, it is tough to surrender it all. But I can't encourage you enough because our story is a true testimony of when you lay it all down to God, when you trust in Him, He is our Father, so He wants the very best for each of us. And I know that you will never go without if you trust in God, you open yourself up and surrender all to Him. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.